Where are you in your faith? Hello and thank you so much for listening again to Jesus Inside Prison Ministries podcast. This ministry is located in Indianapolis, Indiana. Faith Center Church International is located at 1634 East Minnesota Street. Our Sunday services is 1130 a.m. on Sunday and on Wednesday at 730 p.m. You are listening to the 730 p.m. service on January 29, 2020. Pastor has a word entitled Dogged Faith. Take a listen. But he was, he was kind of a, a, a castaway. People didn't want to talk to him. They thought he was crazy, right? You can read the story. He probably looked crazy, right? It's like this man in the wilderness and he's baptizing people. And, and you know, he had to understand and believe that the plan that God had for him was that plan. He committed his life to that. Right? Forget about kids, forget about women, forget about family, forget about everything else. Man, this is what God has called me to do, and I've committed my life to this. And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up, right? You committed your life to this, and all of a sudden, Jesus shows up, and then this life that you committed to kind of stops a little bit, right? And, and you know the story, John the Baptist, he got put in prison, and, and, and while he was in that prison, um, while he was in that prison, you know, things slowed down. He ain't doing all that preaching no more. He ain't doing all that baptizing no more. He ain't doing all that stuff no more. And things slowed down, and, and, and he got to a point when things slowed down. I was like, hold on, man. Um, I need to make sure, <laughs> right, that I didn't miss it somewhere, right? And you know the story. We're going to turn it in a second. I kind of want to set up what we're going to talk about. But so what he decided to do was he decided to send his disciples. Hey, y'all, listen. I'm pretty sure I was right about this, right? But go and ask Jesus, is he the guy or do I need to wait for another? Right? And, and rightfully so. And, 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 and it's hard to... It's hard to get to a point to where you believe in God and believe in God and believe in God. Then you come to that point to where you say, all right, God, is this really you? Or did I miss it somewhere, right? And, and, and how, how, how hurt or um, how devastating do you have to feel for a second to, to, to think that I've devoted my life to this and now I'm in jail about this? And, and I don't even know if that's the guy. I'm thinking it's the guy. I'm pretty sure it's the guy. I baptize the guy. I know he's a God man, but I got to make sure, right? Um, you've been in those situations before, right, where, you, where, where God ain't showing up fast enough, right? So you, you, you go back and you think about, all right, was this the right thing, right? Um, and, and I wanted to explain that because you have to understand John's... Um, you got to understand his state of mind when he sent his disciples to go ask Jesus this question. Amen. Right? Because to most people, right, when he's sitting there and ask Jesus this question, to most people, we look at it and we think, well, did he give up? No, he didn't give up. Right? He just wanted to know. You got your faith and you got your belief and you believe in, in, in God and you believe in God working miracles. And sometimes that 
miracle working power takes a little while, amen, and, 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 and the first thing that Satan wants to do, or the first thing that happens is you want to lose heart, right? That's why scripture says, do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. And, 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 and the key to remember there is, hey, there's a due season. I don't know when that due season is, right? If we learn how to not worry about when that due season is, and because and, what we do is we put our own due season on something. My due season is this week. I mean, you get what I'm saying? But your due season being this week ain't got nothing to do with God's plan, right? My job is to trust God no matter what. Right? right. And, and when I trust God, no, when, 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 when I, I, my faith has got to be to the point that even uh, Job said it the best. He said, though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. Listen, I don't care what happens to me. I'm still going to trust God. Amen? Amen. And, and, and we, we call it unwavering faith, meaning there's nothing that will take me, uh, uh, that will get me to a point where I, where I don't trust God, right? And, 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 and sometimes we just need that affirmation. We might not get that thing that we want in due season, but God will come through right here with something, and you know, all right, cool, I'm still on the plane, <laughs> right? And that little, that, little, that little sign from God is just enough to give you strength to keep on going, Amen. right? Because right. we, we talked about it on, on Sunday that the, the enemy's job, and, and, and my father talked a little bit about it yesterday, and 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 men's meeting is the enemy's job is to get you to quit, yeah. right? Because yeah. if he can get you to quit, then then he can get he if he can get you to quit, then first of all, if he can get you to quit, he's gonna take your life. You better believe that you gave your life to Jesus Christ and you was a uh, you was a mess and you terrorized people out there. You better believe that Satan get a chance to get you back out there again, he's gonna kill you. All <laughs> right. So, so what I gotta do is I gotta focus on understanding that Satan, Satan wants to put that fear, that doubt, that unbelief in my life, so he can get me away from God. Because if he can get me away from God, then he get me, then he can get back that control back over my life. And if he gets that control back over my life, then it's gonna be worse for me, right? Spirit comes out of man, finds nowhere to go, comes back to this person, finding clean, swept in order, right? And he comes back and he brings seven of his friends, and now the state of that man is worse than it was at first. That's the plan. Truth right there. <laughs> right? That's Bible. And that's what he's trying to do. So, what I want to do is, well, what I want to do is, yeah, I'm, I'm good that I'm swept and, and, and I'm good that I'm, it's good that I'm clean and, and swept clean. But what we got to do is, we got to put some, 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 now that you swept clean, now you got to put some furniture in that thing. <laughs> right? You got to go put some food in that refrigerator. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? So that when somebody comes, they don't see that it's a vacant house and they can come make their residence. No, this, this place is occupied. Amen? Amen. And, and what we have to do when we're, when we're trusting, we're believing, and, 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 and focusing on God is we have to make sure that we're focusing on God so that we don't lose heart um, and what it is that God wants to do in the, in the plan that God has. Because, because again, I, I, and we say it all the time, God has a plan for your life. 
And his plan, the plan that God has for your life is way better than anything that you could have ever thought of. So if I know that God has a plan for my life and I trust that, then, then I'm going to stick to that plan no matter what. Amen? Um, so I'm, I'm turning to Luke chapter 7. Turn your Bible to Luke chapter 7. I want, I want to read this scripture, and I think I might read it from, uh, my father talked about reading different translations and, and all that stuff. So I, 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 read it, I read a different translation on this, and, and, I, and I'll probably read that too. Luke chapter 7. We have to say amen. What page in the Ten Cold Study Bible? It ain't two. Nine, nine, nine. He's on page 99. <laughs> Not page 99. <laughs> All right, we good? You got it? Verse 18 says, Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things, and John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? When the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Verse 21 and that very hour he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits, and to many, uh, and to many blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answered and said to him, Go and tell John the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended, because of me. Now, notice what happened here, right? Jesus was, you, you know the story, Jesus was doing all this stuff, right? And, and, and they, they came and reported it, and he sent his disciples, and Jesus did not, did you notice right there that Jesus did not immediately answer that question? Y'all see that? Y'all see it says they asked him, and then it says, verse 21, it says, in that very hour, which means that not only did he not answer that question, but they asked him the question, and Jesus, it seems like Jesus was like, watch this, <laughs> right? Be healed. Walk, right? See, right? He started doing stuff right in front of them. Y'all see that? A lot of people miss that, right? They think he was doing all that and all. But it says that that very hour after they asked him the question, so they were there, so it would seem like Jesus did these things to answer the question. Right? He could have easily said, yeah, I'm the one. Go tell him to be good, right? No, he said, no, all right, let me show you, all right? And he did this stuff, and then he said, go tell, go tell John not only what you've heard, right, but what you've heard is what we got to ask the question anyway. Right? right? Think about us, man. We heard about Jesus and we knew that Jesus could work and we knew. Think about how much how much time you wasted knowing that Jesus could fix it. And you still wasted that time, right? So it ain't only what you hear, but listen, see what you see too. Not only, not only have you heard it, but I'm about to show you some stuff. You heard that I made this blind man see and you probably wonder, like, how do you make a blind man see? I'm about to show you. And he did it. 
right? And then he told him all that stuff, and and I, I do a, a whole message on this about how the um, um, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers cleanse, the, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And, and then he says, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Now, I've always, for some reason, I always took that last verse and kind of put it to the side. You know how you take verses and you put them to the side because you don't know what exactly what they're talking about? Yeah, right. Like, maybe they made a mistake and just added that in there, right? <laughs> uh, but if you do further study on this, you'll, you'll realize that he was talking when he said, blessed is he who is not offended of me or because of me, this was still something they're supposed to go back and tell John. It's still part of that same conversation. He says, the blind here, the little, and the poor out of gospel preached to him. Then he says, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. And, 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 and what goes on is this. Is John the Baptist was going around talking about Jesus and Jesus coming and Jesus being the Messiah and Jesus fixing things, right? And imagine the ridicule he had to face when he locked up. And they say, man, where's your Jesus now? We're talking about loving God and trusting God no matter what. You're sitting in prison, and you know why you're in prison. They're trying to kill you anyway. They didn't like you. The only reason why you're alive is because the king likes you. Everybody else wants you to die. You get what I'm saying? And you trust and you believe in this almighty God who can do anything and who can work miracles and who can, who can, who can heal the sick and who can raise the dead. And he can't get you out of prison. First thing you're going to do... Or the first thing Satan will try to make you do is doubt God. But Jesus answered him with, listen, you about to go back to him, tell him this, because I can't come and tell him myself right now, right? He said, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Blessed is he who trusts me no matter what. Listen, even though you're going through the dark time, and even though you believe in God, and even though you're sitting in this jail and they still want to kill you, listen, you very well may die, do you still trust Jesus? Do you still believe he can fix it? Do you still believe he can work that miracle? Do you still think he can, do you still believe he can heal you? Even if you don't get healed, do you still believe he can do it? Blessed is he who is not offended. I'm going to read this out of the, the Passion. It's called the Passion Translation. I actually like this translation. Uh, and I'm just going to read verse, I'm going to read verse 22. Uh, only did... Only then did Jesus answer the question posed by John's disciples. We're talking about only after he did all these things. Now go back and tell John what you have seen and heard here today. The blind are now seen. The crippled are now walking. Those who are, uh, who are lepers are now cured. Those who are deaf are now hearing. Those who are dead and, and now raised back to life. The poor and broken are given the hope of salvation. And tell John these words. The blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me, no matter what happens. We talk about dogged faith, right? We talk about do dogged faith is I don't care what it looks like. I'm still going to trust God. Blessed is he who is not offended me. Blessed is he who trusts me and believes in me, even though it don't look right, even though it don't seem like it's going to get better, even though everything is jagged up, even though you believe in this Messiah coming and you don't see him. We talked about that in, in, in Hebrews chapter, chapter 11. We probably won't go there, but it says that it says, these all died in faith 
having not received the promise, but believed of that which was to come. They believed it was coming. We didn't see it in our lifetime, but guess what? Jesus is coming. Amen. Even when people dog you out and say, man, y'all been talking about Jesus coming for 2,000 years. He's still coming. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and I believe in the going to rapture, but guess what? If, if Jesus don't come in the next hundred years, and I don't go in the rapture, and I go by way of the way of the grave, amen, guess what? After I go, Jesus is still coming. Amen. Amen. My faith and my trust and my my hope and my hope, my hope ain't in when Jesus comes. My hope is that. He is coming. Amen. My hope is what he did. He did die for me. He did give his life for me. He did forgive me of my sins. And for that, I am grateful. And I know that when I leave this earth or when it's that time, right, I will be seated with him. And until that time comes, I still believe in him. I still trust in him. And, and you know the story, right? John the Baptist heard that. He was good. Why? Hey, a, a two weeks later, he cut his head off. Imagine being at the point where they're about to cut your head off and you aren't sure Jesus is real or not. Because your head getting cut off. <laughs> right? You ain't getting around that. You still got to believe. So imagine being there and, 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 and knowing that, that your time is coming and knowing that this is over with and, and, and you didn't, hey, I didn't even get to, I knew Jesus was here and I knew he was going to come, but I didn't get to walk with Jesus and I didn't get to talk with him. Think about it, John, it's your cousin, right? You, you believe him, you didn't get to walk with him, you didn't get to experience none of the miracles with him, his disciples got to see it, and you, you, stuck, in his, you stuck in his prison, and now they're about to cut your head, you still got to believe If you learn how to have dogged faith, then no weapon formed against you will prosper because you won't walk in no worry, you won't walk in fear, you won't walk in doubt, you won't walk in unbelief because you ain't trusting in this situation, you trust in your Jesus. You believe in your Jesus, you knowing that your Jesus will work it out and no matter what working out looks like, it's going to get worked out. Dogged faith. Amen. Faith that, faith that, faith that, 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 that believes that, man, I'm just going, I'm just going to trust God. And, and, and I always talk about, I'm going to trust God so much, man, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to lean back because I know he's going to catch me. I don't need to see him back there. Amen. I don't need no physical proof. I don't need none of that stuff. I don't need none of that stuff. All I need is his word. And his word told me that if I fall, he'll catch me. His word, his word told me that when I get when I when I'm down, he'll pick me up. His word told me that when I'm weak, I when, when I when I feel like I'm weak, he says I'm strong. And, and, and when I feel like I'm poor, he says I'm rich. And his word tells me that even though I feel sick, his word tells me I'm healed. Dogged faith. How do I look at the situation and make the situation change based off the word of God? Because that's what it's all about. Listen, faith, is, faith at, its basic, <laughs> at its basic level is believing God to do something that nobody else can do. 
Trust in God to fix the situation. Think about it. The doctor already told you you're going to die. If the doctor tell you you're going to die, and then you turn around and put your faith in that doctor to, 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 to cure you, you goofy. <laughs> Seriously. Because he already told you. He didn't say, he didn't say listen, bro, you, you might die. He didn't say you could die. He told you, man, you got this thing, and people who get this thing live six months. That's why they, they, cause they don't know nothing. They get six months to a year. Dude, you gave me a whole spread, right? Man, I ain't putting my trust in that doctor. The only thing I'm putting my trust in the doctor for is comfort for the next six months to a year. Because he already told you what your destination is. Now, are you willing to believe what that doctor said because he's educated? Or are you willing to believe what this Bible says because it's a Bible? So when we talk about trusting in the word, and we talk about getting in the word, and we talk about believing that word, that's what we talk about. The more you read that thing, the more you believe that thing, because you're going to be faced with something in your life that the only thing going to get you out of that thing is going to be that word of God. And what you know about that word of God, do you have dogged faith? Because you're going to need it. And the only way you develop that dogged faith is you practice it day in and day out. Amen? Amen? Most people try to get it when they need it. No, stop playing around with getting it when you need it. Amen? Get it when you don't need it so that when you do need it, you know what to lean on. Right? right. I'm going to lean on that thing no matter what. So that, that, that lets me know that 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 it, it, the, the more I know about the Word of God, the more I know how to trust in the Word of God. And the more I know how to trust in the Word of God, the more I know how to live my life according to the Word of God. What does the Bible say about the situation? What did God say about the situation? Because God is the only one that can turn that thing around. Once you, once you set up in your heart, man, that God got a plan for you, man, and you believe that and you trust that, man, you, 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 you go after that. Right? That's why we talk about it's so important to spend that time with God and, and, and even with the whole praying in tongues and the whole prosperity message and the whole healing message, right? That, that, all that comes from a, from a belief that God can do it. A trust that God can do. We talked about, you look at the, the different miracles that God performed in the Bible, that Jesus performed in the Bible, man. He will always say, man, your faith has made you whole. What is your faith causing you to do? Is your faith causing you to move? Is your faith causing you to get up? Is your faith causing you to, 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 to trust in God? Or is your faith causing you to just sit there and, 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 and act like you're longing for God? You go look at those miracles that Jesus performed in the Bible, you will notice that every single time that he performed them, those miracles, man, there was multitudes of people around him. Amen. Who do you think the multitude was there for? They weren't there to see what was going on. They wanted something too. They heard that Jesus was healed and they wanted to get healed. 
But just like most people, right? Most you look at most people in the world, right? They 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 they'll, they'll be the first ones to tell you that they love Jesus, or they're the first ones to, to tell you to pray about him, and they ain't living that life. They ain't stopped doing the stuff they were doing. They ain't trying to live right, right? But on Sunday, they know how to pray. And even in the midst of that, that, that multitude, and even in the midst of all those people who are sitting there trying to get, you think about the woman with the issue of blood, it shows that's a good example of it. And even in the midst of all that, man, it, 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 all them people were thronging him, meaning all them people were touching him, but only one person got his power to show up. Come on. That's why I always tell people, man, you better stop trying to look at everybody else and how they worship God and how they serve God and how they live for God. That don't mean jack. You better get yourself right. My faith ain't going to get you a house. Hmm. Amen. Amen. It, it don't happen like that. What you believe in? Because if you want my faith to get you a house, I believe you need to have a mansion. You're sitting up there looking for a shack. We ain't agreeing on that, on that thing. I don't think you need to be in no shack. I think you need to be in a mansion. You get one when you go to heaven. Don't shout me out because I'm preaching real good. Why are you believing for a shack when he's going to give you a, a, a nice, good, gold mansion when you get to heaven? Shoot, I'm trying to get that thing now. Thy will be done on, on earth, earth as, as it is, is in heaven. heaven. Come on now. That's what the Bible says. You're in the book. Right? Dogged faith. Dogged faith. Dogged faith is, man, I don't care. I always think about my parents. I always think about my mom. And, and we used to, when we, back in the day, man, we used to always have services on Wednesday when we would just pray and sing songs, the whole service. I used to love those. Those are the best services ever, right? I know they're going to be too long, right? We're going to get up out of here. Uh, but I was thinking about that while, while we were doing that, and I, and I had that memory, man. And, and, and I remembered, I mean, my parents had dogged faith. Right? Because you get to a point of no return. My pops was at, they were at a point of no return, right? <laughs> they did everything. They stepped out on faith. They dogged, I mean, people dogged them out, right? Well, now you ain't got nothing else to do but to prove, amen? And faith works. These people wrong. Come on now. Yeah. Mm. Man, I pre oh, listen, I'm pretty sure it got rough sometimes when daddy had to go and I remember we, there, there, was a, there was a store that we had to break down in the chips and they had the uh, 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 the, the paint and all that stuff. All, all, I mean, I remember we come home, we had all this paint on the on our bodies and everything and, 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 and you talking about Jesus can work it out, Jesus can fix it, and you need to do this odd work so that you can take care of your family. I mean, you gotta have dogged faith to deal with that. Because not only are they talking about you, but the situation right now looks like everything they say is right. You look crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. And all you got to go by is some story that you're telling people, right, that Jesus told you to quit that job, and you didn't quit that job, and he threw you in a trash can, and now you got you, he talked to you about like That's what you got. You ain't got nothing else because it don't look like any of that other stuff is happening. They dogging you out. Talk about it. Well, you got a doggy faith. Amen. Amen. So when we talk, when I talk about faith, and I've seen, I've seen faith in action because I, I watched my mama and I watched my father and I watched them have dogged faith. Faith that don't waver because you ain't got time for your faith to waver. Mm. 
Faith that don't quit because you ain't got time for your faith to quit. You Faith that don't give up because you ain't got time. Listen, you got five kids in the house. You got a wife. I can't take a day off. No, I'm getting that word. I'm, listen, I, put, I, put, I took the whole house, right, and I bet on black. Boom. You know anything about gambling? I can't turn around now. Can't give up now. I came too far. You get so far in that thing, man. You you believe in God by faith. You get so far in it. You you get so far in that thing that you ain't got time to turn around. You can't turn around. Everything you're gonna turn around to is gone. <laughs> no, I gotta keep going forward. I gotta keep keep keep. We gonna probably talk about it next time. Pre Jesus talked about. It. He said. He said. Listen, man. Up until. The law and the prophets was up until John. When John came, John started talking about the kingdom. He said, ever since then, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everybody's pressing into the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of God gives everybody a shot. Glory, glory. Man, I'm trying to hear about that. I'm trying to live in that glory. kingdom of God. If that means I got to keep pressing in, boy, I'm putting my foot on that gas, and I'm hitting Go! Y'all know what I'm saying? You ain't got time to do nothing else, man. Ain't nothing back there for you. And if you ain't going back, <laughs> right? You gotta go forward. And if you ain't going forward, you stand right there where you are. And I don't know about you, man. It was pointless to it was pointless to give up everything else just to not go any, go in, go anywhere else. You ain't got time to stand still. Amen. Amen. You ain't got time to 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 think about any other option. Jesus is the only option. Amen. Amen. And the sooner you realize that Jesus is the only option, Amen. The sooner you press in on that thing. Once you get a revelation that Jesus is the only option, boy, you're going after Jesus with everything you got. The easiest way to realize that Jesus is the only option is to take yourself out of it. Stop trying to do it. We, we got to a point, right? We ain't, I, ain't, I don't care what nobody else thinks about I don't. I don't care what nobody else thinks about me. Right? <laughs> Until they pay that Range Rover car note. I don't care what you think. You, you got some money on that thing? You ain't got no money on that thing? Oh, man, I don't care about what you talking about. Right? <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> no, I'm going after Jesus, man. Jesus is the only one that don't talk about me. <laughs> Jesus is the only one that really, really, truly cares about me. Amen. On. Jesus is the only one that's going to fix me. Jesus is the only one that's going to change me. Jesus is the only one who saved my life. It's pointless to go try to get it anywhere else. You ain't doing nothing but playing yourself. Amen? Amen. Wasting your own time. You might as well get in that plan that Jesus got for you. Press in on that thing and, 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 and go. Do not pass go. Do not collect the hundred dollars, right? What they say? Keep on going. Amen? Amen. That's what your peace is. That's what your hope is. That's what your life is. 
That's what your eternity is, y'all. Eternity is eternity is such a undervalued thing, right? I think my my father said last night, man. I here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to play around, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then die, right? And find out that everything that they said was true. The worst you can do is die, and that's it. Right? But man, dying and 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 to die, I'm gonna add this in there. To, to die. Take this die. To die knowing that Jesus is real. Here's what we know in this room. Right? We know Jesus is real. Not because the bumper said it, not because of Pat. We know that Jesus is real because of what Jesus did on the inside of us. Right? Yeah. And because I know what Jesus did on the inside of me, and I know that, listen, there's at least, a, I mean, there's at least enough signs for me to at least think and believe somewhat that there's a heaven and a hell. Man, I ain't about to play with that. You don't play with that. Shoot, you dumb. <laughs> right? I ain't, gotta, I ain't about to play with heaven and hell. No, that thing real. And what you don't want to do, <laughs> right, is die on the wrong side of that thing. If you read the story, if you read the story of, uh, and we can get ready for tithes and offering, um, but if you read the story of Lazarus, man, you can see in that story, as you read through it, you see that Abraham was having a conversation, and at one point he said, listen, besides, even if we wanted to come over there and save you, we can't. There's a golf fix, and we can't touch it. So even if even if we did feel sorry for you for burning and being in torment, there's nothing we can do about it. If I trust and I believe that there's an eternity, then I got to trust and I got to believe that this word is for me. And if I trust and believe that that word is for me, then I want to find out everything about that word that applies to me. So I get everything that that word has in store for me. Amen. Amen. What you don't want to be, what you don't want to do, man, is 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 is, is live a, live a Christian life full of misery and find out there was just so much more, so much more that you could have had, so much more that you could experience, so much more that God wanted to do in your life, and He couldn't do it. Because you didn't have the faith for him to do it. I always challenge you all to, 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 to step your game up. Not for me. Not for Dr. Bumpus. Not for nobody in this Jesus. Do it for yourself. Amen. Don't even do it for yourself. Do it for your Jesus. Amen. He died for you to step your game up. He took that authority and gave it to you. He said, listen, man, all authority being given to me, therefore you go. I'm going to take that authority and I'm going to give it to you. And there's a dying world out there. Anybody knows me, you know I got a passion for people. Nobody deserves to go to hell. Nobody. And the only way it's going to change, man, to, to make that happen is going to require all of us 
<laughs> to tell as many people as we can about Jesus. I'm excited for their rapture. I'm excited to go to heaven. I'm not excited about all the people who ain't going to make it. Because they deserve it. Amen. Amen. Gotta get blessed by that. Glory to God. Powerful. Simply powerful. We want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We do hope that you share it with your family and friends. We hope that your faith has been encouraged, that your faith has been strengthened, and that you've gone from one level of faith to the next level of faith. You are also invited to come out to Faith Center Church International, where we center on faith. And it's the place where prosperous people worship. Our Sunday services is at 1130 a.m. We are located at 1634 East Minnesota Street, right here in the great city of Indianapolis. We hope to see your faith in the place so that your faith can go to the next level. Until next time, may God continue to richly bless you. In Jesus' name.